0: We are live and we are ready to thrive welcome in everyone welcome back to the triple play fantasy podcast your home for fantasy analysis interviews and and entertainment here we are of course sponsored by fantasy points and the fantasy Points. Network. make sure you head over to fantasypoints.com where you will see all the great tools over at fantasy points and if you use code triple play 22 you will get a 10% off code. So make sure you do that today. You guys can see the man on screen. I don't want to delay this any further. The man we have joining me tonight, a very special guest. We welcome in a man who wears so many hats at ESPN. It's a wonder how he keeps that perfect hair. He's an NFL insider for ESPN, co-host of the fantasy focus football podcast, host of NFL live and fantasy football. Now this man is plugged into front offices, fantasy football, craft beer, and keeps you plugged to your TV screen whenever he's on air. If you want to know how I'm feeling about our guests joining the show tonight, well, let's look at this.
1: Let's go! It's great. How awesome is this? No, it's great.
0: I mean... I did have said it better myself. It is Field Yates. How's it going, man?
1: I'm doing great. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. That was an extremely kind, probably too kind of an introduction, but I really appreciate it. And I wish I had like one one hundredth of your ability to create digital media and intros and insert videos into podcasts like you're doing right now live streams like you're doing right now um i will trade you i don't know what i can trade you of value but i will trade you something for some advice on how to do those sorts of things
0: field you are as cool as a cucumber on air so even if you're not doing this technical stuff you always i mean i I, when i watch you on tv someone could take the conversation to a complete left and you always just know the right way to steer it back in. So maybe we can trade that because you're the best in the game at doing that.
1: Well, I listen, my friend. I, I told you this before we got started. I said, you know, you and I were talking about sort of like the next steps for you on the content creation side. And I said, Please don't take my job yet. I got like, I, I just had a kid. I need to, you know, pay for like education and all the various bills that come with being a father. Um, but I know it won't be long before you're doing the exact same thing. And uh, it's been great to see how much more you've done over the past year and not just your usual work, but obviously your expanded role with the third to third team. And I mean, I don't know how many who are doing multiple sports well. I, you know, I can barely cover fantasy football. Uh, but to see you do multiple sports, you know, I'm sitting there like you'll, you'll post names on Twitter of baseball pitchers. And I'll laugh like <laughs> I have any idea who they actually are. And then it'll be like a Brewers middle reliever who all of a sudden I'll understand has like fantasy value. <laughs> Meanwhile, like 10 seconds ago, I'd never heard his name before. And then I'm doing a deep dive on like, you know, his college background or what round he was drafted in. <laughs> you name it. So I applaud uh, the you know, I hear this word all the time with describing football teams multiplicity. I applaud the multiplicity that you bring to the table as a fantasy analyst.
0: Field, I, I mean, you, I've been my biggest inspiration in this industry and Ooh. what you did for me in the 33rd team. I promised I would not bring the tissues out, but I really appreciate everything you've done for me. And you are not just an inspiration to me, but for so many other people that create content and see what you do. And not just what you do, but the fact that you take the little time that you have, was again, we know how much stuff you do because it's it's evident seeing you in all the places you are. That, that you take time for us and come on shows, it is just means the world to me. It means the world to everybody that's trying to, to make it in the industry and make a living doing this. So I can't tell you enough how much it means to all of us.
1: Well, I hope you know that it's appreciated that you even think of me to bring me on, and uh, no matter what platform you have, ultimately, if you don't have a passion for talking about fantasy football, I don't think it's going to shine through. And I often find that the people that uh, are sort of finding their way or aren't doing content creation full time are often the most passionate about it. And that's why I love having these kind of conversations is that, you know, you and I did exchange some notes, uh, you know, and and before the show, but I knew that no matter what you had dialed up, uh, it was going to be something that was going to be of interest to me. So I'm excited to have a chance to talk to you again. And you know, I'm sure we're going to make this a semi regular routine. You know, you've got a couple of life changes coming up here soon, and uh, you know, having been a dad, it's like every day is a different change in life, but um, I'm sure that we'll find a time again soon. But I'm very excited about the opportunity we have tonight to talk.
0: I am as well, and you touched on it, so I want to kick things off with this. You're a new dad since we last talked on a podcast, and first, congratulations because that's ultra exciting. And Kinley is six months today, correct? Today,
1: Yeah, six months exactly. It is, man, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, you know, there there are certain things I, I was talking about this. I, I you know, it's funny. You you as a parent uh, at a kid a kid that's a young age, you know, no doubt that like when the kid's awake, they require a lot of attention. Um, but there's also a lot of time when a baby is asleep at this age, and. You know, if my daughter is, if she's sleeping and, you know, she's in a pretty good routine where she usually sleeps somewhere between, like, call it like an hour and a half to two hours, usually around 10 a.m. That's her first chunky nap of the day. You can't go too far, right? So, um, and while there's, always, there's, there's certainly been plenty to study up on over the uh, past couple of months, some days, you know, you kind of remind yourself that it's okay to just, like, let your mind go. And um, you find that there's a lot of time to sort of think about stuff. And as parents, it's just um, it's unlike anything ever. And it's the most fulfilling thing that you'll ever do. Um, and you have so much appreciation for your own parents, uh, parents everywhere, people that, uh, care for children in general. I mean, it's, it's an incredibly, um, important and vital role and selfless role in so many ways. Uh, it's amazing though. It's been really fun. And, uh, I'm actually away from my wife and daughter right now. They're up visiting my my mom, uh, which I can tell you, it's not fun. <laughs> like it's not fun to be uh, to be home by yourself when uh, your family is gone, especially when everybody's like, "Well, at least you get to sleep." Well, for some reason, I can't seem to train my body to sleep in. Now that I'm a dad, I thought it would be the easiest thing in the world. It is not.
0: Well, I was going to ask you about that. So were there a lot of sleepless nights? Are there still a lot of sleepless nights? How, how is everything going with that?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's actually going pretty darn well. You know, you realize that everybody as a parent has certain things that like, you can complain about everything. You're totally entitled to that because you're sleep deprived, uh, for the first few months, basically no matter what. And you're kind of just like throw everything that you knew about sleep patterns to the wind. Um, because you realize that like for the first few months, especially, and this is our, I, you know, I'm going to not try to speak in generalizations. I'll just try to be specific um, to, to our experience. But these first few months, it's like, you know, Kinley took like three months to figure out her schedule. I mean, she slept a lot and, you know, certainly sleeping uh, at nighttime was more prevalent than sleeping during the day. But like until about three months old, some days like she'd wake up, she'd take a nap, she'd fall, she'd, she'd get up and then take another nap. Like an hour later, you'd be like, how are you tired? It's like, I don't know because she's three months and everything she does requires a whole lot more energy and lifting one arm for us is secondary uh, for her. It's like that requires every ounce of, of muscle that she has in her body right now. She's not like you in the weight room, right? She can't put around on <laughs> iron yet. So, um, we're doing great with the sleep now. We're very fortunate she's a good sleeper and um, it actually works out nice. I am much more of a morning person. My wife is much more of an evening person. So, if like uh, I'm almost always the first person to bed in our household, um, and I'm almost always the first person awake in the household. So, I get dog and daughter time uh, in the morning and uh, my wife gets a little bit of extra sleep and then in the evening time uh if there's stuff that needs to get done that we didn't get to during the day because we we're parenting my wife gets to take care of that so uh, uh my only thing that i feel like i've learned over the first six months of parenting is that uh, like it will be amazing uh to have like a third parent It'd be great right like because there's so <laughs> much stuff that we feel like we're leaving behind That's never going to happen so uh we're just grateful that we have each other in the process
0: It sounds like you have a great system with just you guys knowing like you're more in the morning, she's more in the evening and you guys seem like the thing that I feel like that's most important and I'm learning this as we're getting ready to get to that point in our lives soon is that you guys, I feel like still live your life. You don't just stay inside and that you guys are going out and doing things with, with Kinley. And like, I think that's awesome to be able to do with somebody, you know, when they're very young to still go out and do what you want to do and just bring them along with you.
1: Yeah, we made a rule for the first three months. Like we just said, we're taking her everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll, I'll share one story where we went up, uh, our, our neighbors across the street here in our, in, our, in our neighborhood are amazing. They're great. And they're similar age to us. Don't have kids yet, but similar age. And we spent a ton of time with them. And they said, so sometimes the stuff we do is, is impromptu, right? They're your neighbors. So they texted us at like, I don't know, 4.30 one day. And they're like, want to grab dinner tonight in the center? We're like, great, that sounds awesome. We picked a place, we went there, we get there and there is a, like a seven piece band rocking out, but they, they were, they were like, were taking the stage like 30 minutes into our meal. Uh, So we brought Kinley, we had her in the car seat and we put her on the inside of the table. Like it was a table that was set off a little bit from the wall. So Chapin and I, my wife were sitting up against the wall and we had Kinley next to us and just sort of sitting there in her car seat. She passed out like 10 minutes after we got there slept through a band that like the rest of us were looking for earplugs. And I remember we got up to leave the people next to us were like, there was a baby there the entire time. <laughs> like, yeah. She was just chilling. And you know, these, 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 uh, these kids are incredible with their ability to sleep and their ability to sleep through basically anything. And uh, we felt like it was important for us to, it's helped, you know, our, our, our I mean, as much as a six month old can be, she's super, social and uh, doesn't have stranger danger. So um, we're all figuring it out in the fly. And there are a million different ways to parenting. And I will never, ever, ever judge other people for how they go about it. But that was important for us to, uh, to, to maintain sort of the mentality that like wherever we go, she's going as well.
0: I love that. I think that's so vital to do. And you guys are doing a great job of it. And I'm curious also, how's Cisco adapting to having a little sister now? I feel like it's got to be a big change for him.
1: Yes. That's my dog He's two. He's a golden retriever. He's like, he's two. He has the mind of like a, a puppy and he has the body of like a German shepherd. He's huge. <laughs> uh, it was fun. At the beginning, you could tell he was sort of like, so when do we return her to where we're <laughs> right. Um, but it, he quickly turned the corner and, you know, dogs I, speaking generally, and certainly Cisco, he's kind of got, like, he just needs the basics in life. And You know, you give him his attention and you feed him, you take him on a walk. And that's part of our morning routine is, I'm telling you, at least every single day that I've been with Kinley and Cisco's, I traveled a little bit, but not a ton, but a little bit for work. If we've missed one um, day, it's it's, it's just one, but we have taken a walk every single day together in the morning and minimum, like we just... It's I can tell that maybe I'm maybe I'm sensationalizing it for my own good, but I can see that I can sense the joy that he he gets from walking and being a part of the crew. And, you know, as I'm sure any parent out there will tell you, uh, walks are like a massive part of your routine because it's a great way to not only get a little bit of physical fitness in yourself, but also. Um, you know, for the baby, they love, they get to just sort of chill and hang out. They love walks. So it's a nice little morning routine we have going.
0: So is Chapin, if she's, she's still sleeping. So you have the baby in one hand and, and Cisco in the other, like yeah. while you're doing
1: Occasionally I'll go the Bjorn, which is like what you can wear the baby on you. And the most of the time in the stroller, but sometimes the baby just wants to be carried because she wants to see what's happening. So it's a blend, but the stroller, um, we've learned that, uh, those things are expensive, but they are very utilitarian.
0: They are <laughs> well, that's awesome I, I mean you've seemed like you've adapted to dad life really well and it's it's, it's such a great a thing yeah um so more about you I, I obviously your family's awesome um but i want to talk about you a little bit too so i see you out on the links every so often I, i've always wondered how your golf game is it's okay not
1: great um I am a sixteen point five, maybe a seven, 17, 16.5. You know, my I get the gin. Do you use the gin app? I know you're getting into the golf. It's um, like the three birdies app, I think. Okay, three That's birdies. You know, same, same. Like they're kind of all similar, similar. Uh, but USGA gin. I'm sixteen nine. I can tell you that right now. Um, so I've been on like, I can t- I can tell you because it, it tracks all of your play for you. So. My last, 1, two, three, four, five, six. 89, 89, 98, 88, 89, 94. So, you know, I'd say sort of, um, you know, some days better than others. I uh, It's hard to play 18 holes. Not that it's hard. I mean, not that you have a ton of time as a parent. But uh, that's kind of been my thing during the offseason is I, I, I tell my wife, like, if I can Like I'll put in all the hours during the day to get a couple (laughs) hours late in the afternoon for some golf. So we'll be trading it off. My game's okay, though. I I always tell people I would love to be like, certainly I'd love to be like, you know, Tiger Woods, but I don't know that I ever aspire to shoot better than like low 80s consistently, which may not be attainable, but I'm going to give it a try.
0: I mean, high 80s already is not bad. And I I mean, I think at that point you're going to be not slowing anybody down you're uh i think that's pretty decent for somebody i've i just broke 100 for the first time today so I, i'm go. oh
1: let's go, let's <laughs> let's go. so that's yeah, a good way of putting it. Is that i remember for a while i used to always say that like the only level of golf that i want to be at is that if my boss asked me to play and if i worked in like the corporate finance world and he was like hey we're playing with a couple of other investors or something right or whatever executives that I would feel confident enough to go out there and not embarrass myself. Now, listen, if I'm playing, if the guy's like, you know, a, a one, it'd be a problem, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, I like to go out there and uh, you know, I was playing golf recently with my buddy who's in a, he's unbelievable. Like he is a plus 2.4. He's oh. a stick. But I, like, you know, like I, I wouldn't say I, I didn't come anywhere close to beating him, but you know, he certainly kicked my, you know what, but um <laughs> We had fun, right? It was not like I didn't slow him down. Like, you know, he, he gave me, you know, he helped me out along the way there, you know, some spots, but like, you know, we just play a very different game, right? Like he can get to uh, certain greens in two that I can get to only in three, or I can, he can drive certain greens on par fours that I need the full two strokes on. So, you know, it'll come around in time, but, uh, I need to probably work on my golf game, probably get my strength up as well. So I can hit the ball a little bit further.
0: What's the best part of your game? Is it the mid range game?
1: Ooh, I would say of late it's been the driver. I don't hit it very far, but I hit it pretty. I've been hitting it fairly straight. But yeah, you know, that's the thing about. I think that's probably emblematic of how my golf game needs work. Is that like it might be three days of the driver, three days of the mid range game, three days of the short game, three days of the putter, three days. I'd say I'm pretty good at the drinking part on the course. <laughs> uh, so that part's probably the most consistent. You know, like you throw a couple, throw a couple Bud Lights my way, and I'll be okay.
0: That's, that's the best part, friends, bud lights oh, or whatever beers or whatever. And, yeah, and play. Whatever you uh,
1: need. yeah, I don't have I a beer that. right now, but I'm actually taking, I'm taking a, a dry week cause I'm away from my wife and daughter. So it's, and it's summertime, right? I mean, you know how easy it is to uh, let go of some <laughs> of your good habits. You, you're much better about it than I am, but uh, I'm trying to scale things back a little bit.
0: I, I mean, definitely going out like golfing more, I'm drinking more than I usually do. Cause it's just so easy to do and fun, but I, I get what you're saying. It's ultimately everything you're doing there is fun you know being with the friends the the alcohol the just being out and away from technology itself too is the, best, the best part I think
1: I love it I do love it and um, you get why there are people that are just so obsessed with it I, you <laughs> know and I, I will I always say I would like to play more during the fall but we'll see time permit if time does permit but um, I love the sport I, I love it and uh, I used to say like I hate to play with anybody other than people that are about my level I've gotten over that hump now I like to play with anybody like and that part's been fun for me because you meet some cool people on the way too
0: that's awesome uh but you also are not just a golfer because you do get in the gym and I've I've heard that you go early especially like when you were on campus uh I guess this was back when you were more commuting to you know from another state and going uh but do you still go in the mornings a lot consistently I still go in the morning, just
1: not as early because of the because of the childcare thing. But I always tell people that if I don't get it done in the morning, it's going to be hard for me to get a workout in, which may say more about me than it does like the process of working out. But uh, so I try to get in the morning as much as possible. But, you know, again, with a kid, it's um, a little bit, you know, you got to like there are certain things, certain days where things just don't align. But I'm trying. I've got, uh, you know, during COVID, a lot of us picked up, a lot of people resorted to home gyms so mm-hmm. i do have more equipment now i've got like the the bow flex the the dumbbells that you can adjust all the way like they go all the way down to five and all the way up to 52.5 pounds got the peloton and this time of the year we get to run a little bit if if you're a runner which not really but if i not anymore i should say um i used to run all the time no now i'm just too lazy apparently but um it's been like i i know it's all over the country but like i was i was walking i mean i was sweating walking to like get the mail today it was so hot so not (laughs) a great day to be out there running
0: yeah um now i gotta ask because i didn't know this was a thing so i talked to austin eckler last month and he does not take pre-workout he's he's very much against it he says like naturally Mm -hmm. just need to go and go to the gym i need the like pre-workout or a drink something that has the caffeine to get me going are you yeah. just naturally you can get up and do it, or do you have like a pre workout you did you take?
1: Well, I mean, if you consider coffee a pre workout thing, then yes. Like I don't take like a supplement, which I probably should in my like in my college days when I was like actually like strong and, and well, I don't know strong. I was I was uh, <laughs> thicker. Maybe there might have been some extra fat on there too. Um, I would take like yeah, I think it was called NO Explode, which I
0: think is. Oh, I know like what that, that is. is. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Is that banned yet or no? I don't know. I used to give me some. I'm not tea. sure.
0: I, I wouldn't surprise me if they are. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, so
1: no, not anymore. Just coffee, coffee in the morning. Yeah. I got to have like, it's, I am. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if this is normal or not, but like, I don't care how big of a meal I ate the night before and how late it was. The minute I wake up, I am like starving. Am, like, starving. <laughs> so I'm like minimum coffee in the morning, usually coffee and some sort of breakfast too. So I'm a routine, but I am a routine guy. So, uh, I'm okay with, like, I'm the kind of person that if I settle into a routine, I could eat oatmeal in 100 straight days if, that's, if that tastes good to me at the time.
0: Do the oatmeal with the scoop of protein powder in it. Have you ever that's done that? That's not a
1: bad idea. That's actually a good idea right there. Although
0: recently I've been eating cookies and
1: cream. Or I've been drinking cookies and cream protein powder, which I don't know if that would mix as well. I should just go get like a chocolate or some sort of generic, non flavored, which probably serve myself better in a inside
0: oatmeal, right? Well, so what I'll get like a birthday cake one or something that yeah, I feel yeah, like. That's I'll a fix- good one. Yeah, and then you just you what you do is you put like the water or the milk and whatever you choose till it gets a little bit above it. You put it in for like a minute and a half, okay. and then you put the oatmeal in or you put the the protein powder in. You stir it up, and then you put a little bit more the liquid back in, and then you put it back in for like another thirty seconds, and then it okay. blends in. It's fluffy. It's it's like such a good consistency. It's not like powdery at all. It like blends in really well. This does that sound good. I need
1: to get a couple of your recipes because like sometimes <laughs> I throw out like these like you know carb less um you know zero trans fats but like the most decadent looking brownies i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> Like ice cream And i'm like how do i get that you know instead i like eat like a klondike bar and so i'm like oh this is tastes pretty good which they are delicious but i'm sure they're not very good for you
0: everything in moderation i think but you know yeah, it's, it's just i think you find like shortcuts to the foods you enjoy and then if, if it's like a 7 out of 10 to where it's not the full thing but you're enjoying it enough where you're not craving the food anymore sure, that's kind of totally. like how i look at it um but again you stay in shape it's not like you're carrying a lot of extra pounds you stay in shape so it's not necessarily an issue for you and everything that you're doing um, yeah i mean uh,
1: try. i don't know
0: try <laughs> try so let's uh, let's switch gears here so you we talked about how many hats you wear at espn you host nfl live you do oh. the 06010 podcast which i saw launching back up Uh, every day next month right and um you do sports center spots breaking news as an nfl insider other responsibilities it could be the whole show if i listed everything you're doing right now uh so my question is how do you do that with the family at home and not feel too overwhelmed with everything
1: yeah so you know first of all like we're so fortunate to do what we do so i try to always keep that um you're probably a testament to it right like you know you uh i don't don't know what this school year holds, but like, obviously you've taught. Right. And like you, that's, that's a job that first of all, like shout out teachers, just in general. Um, but like, how often did somebody pat you on the back and say like, man, I, I just love that class today. Right. Like probably the feedback you got was when, you know, a kid was unhappy about something or a parent had a gripe with you. Right. Like I don't take it for granted that what we do is, what I would probably be doing with my free time if I wasn't working in this industry. So, perspective is really important. And I would say that um, just sort of like there's there's priorities, and this is gonna sound sort of weird, but like have you seen there's a video? It's like it's from like the 1990s or something, but it's like this professor who's preaching to his class basically, and he pulls out a jar and he like fills it up with like a bunch of sand. And then he tries to fit a couple of golf balls in it and like you get like two. Conversely though, if you would like put the golf balls in first, you could fill the sand inside of it. And like the same amount of sand would fit into the jar with eight golf balls. Right. And the metaphor was like, find your, like find your rocks, or golf balls, right? Like mm-hmm. family, faith, fantasy football, golf, whatever it is. Right. And that's kind of it. Like, I'm not trying to say that I, I mean, not, not I mean, I, I would, I, I think we live a fairly, I mean, I, I we're grateful for everything we have, but like there are some stretches during the year, like the football season, it's pretty simple, right? Like I don't leave, I really don't leave the state of Connecticut, which is where ESPN is and where I live from like August 1st until after the Super Bowl. You know, and that's that's fine. I'm not complaining about it, just a matter of fact, right? So um you have to just like there are certain sacrifices that you make and certain sacrifices that you don't, you know, I don't like, I, like, I remember when I always think about the first Sunday of the off season where it's like, Oh wait. So you get to wake up whenever you want. Uh, This is pre pre child. um, And do whatever you want for a full day. And there's no responsibility. And that's like, it's cool. But I also wouldn't trade the fact that my Sundays from Memorial, sorry, Labor Day weekend until the Super Bowl. Are taken up with football, right? We love those Sundays. Like, there's nothing more exhilarating than those 17, now 18 weeks of the NFL regular season. So, um <clears throat> I would say it's not. I mean, I say anything simple in life. But I really like feel like the the big priorities for us is always like find what's most important, and you sort of build like a triangle, like a life triangle, like our pyramid, right? You know, the things that are at the very top are the essentials, and everything else from there are the maybe the more of the wants versus the needs and, you know, the needs for me or my family and, you know, my, my, my job and uh, you know, f- football in general. And then you kind of scale downward from there.
0: Do you get any days off during the season or is it pretty much you're working seven days, even if some of the days are shorter than others, but you don't really have a day where you're away from it all.
1: Yeah, no Saturday. I, I don't go into the office on Saturdays, um, which, you know, I, 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 I relish, like I'm grateful that ESPN doesn't, doesn't, have me staffed on saturdays during the season so um you know there's there's prep and you know there's like you know players get declared out due to injury or there's roster transactions stuff like that but during the during the fall my wife is a field hockey coach i go to all the games which is super fun for me and um I love watching her in action and then we try to you know utilize those those hours as much as possible during the football season because um you know during the week it's not that we don't have hours it's just that you know we do the show we we, as you mentioned the fantasy focus which starts back up august 1st and we go every single day every every monday through friday every every day until the end of the regular season we have like we take labor day monday off we take thanksgiving thursday friday off and then depending on when christmas falls we take a day or two usually two or three days there i should say so you know, of like a hundred and so let's see, there's about 18 regular season weeks. That's 90, probably five preseason weeks, 150, like 110 out of 115 weekdays we're doing the show, which is great. It's, lo- it's, it's lovely. It's, 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 it's awesome. We love to do it. So it's like, you know, it beats having a job, right? So I always <laughs> say like, it's not, I don't, I'm not sitting here like, Oh man, got to go back into the studio again today. So, um, The time off may not be like, I can't necessarily sketch it out for you on Monday, like here are the days or the time of day that I'm going to have off, but it's like, you find quiet periods and you find the things that you want to do during those quiet periods and you take advantage of
0: them. Yeah. And again, I I admire you because I feel like you're so consistent because when you're on you know whether it's a podcast or tv or whatever you're doing you're the same person every time you don't look tired you don't look like you're you just mentally drained you're always there you're always upbeat you always got the same thing going and that's something I feel like not many people can do because you're on all the time and it's you know even if you're not mentally like you can't tell that watching so like I just just something I feel like Uh, Not many people have, and it's something that I've always admired about you and all that you do with all that.
1: Man, I appreciate you saying that. I got honestly, I think I wish I were a bit more attentive sometimes. I can be distracted, like I think we all can. Like it's our like I tell you what, there's this weird balance that I think is only human nature, but we have this addictive, almost like it's it's like it's like. It's like a a cigarette. Right. It's like it's it's social media. Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you love it, you love it. And sometimes it's all consuming. Right. And I'm like. You know, five minutes passes by and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, oh, man, anybody else, anybody else have a a Kyler take today. Right. (laughs) And that to me is tricky. Um, But there is there is a responsibility that when the camera's on that you're. Or, or whatever, whatever it is, whether the camera's on, whether the computer's on, you have to write something, whether the microphone's on, you're doing a podcast, uh, you have to be on. But I think what's like, I have to remind myself is that like, sometimes when you're doing a show, like a podcast, or for us, a live stream that turned into a podcast, is that you're not getting like that visceral reaction. No one's sitting there saying like, ooh, good point. Ooh, bad point. Mm, mm-hmm. What are you talking about? You have to remind yourself sometimes that like, you know if you if you like if you drift and all of a sudden you grab your phone, oh, who just texted me? Oh my buddy texting me like, what are you doing this weekend? And you take 20 seconds to sit there and stare at it that if Daniel or Mike or Stefania makes a point and you come back and make that same point, like the audience is like, <laughs> did you not pay attention to what that person just said five seconds before you? So um, uh, saying on can be tricky because of the easy distractions there are in life, but it's important too.
0: Has it ever happened to you where you have caught yourself just drifting or lose like kind of train of thought is going somewhere else. And then you've caught yourself, but you, it was at the end of what they were saying. So you've kind of had to audible and figure it out.
1: Sometimes what I'll do is like, it's, it's happened to me where like, I'll realize while I'm saying something that somebody else just said, I'll be like, you know, whatever, like, you know, like the thing with David Montgomery is he's had at least 15 carries in seven straight games. As Mike Clay was just saying. <laughs> there, that's you, great. Oh, that's crap, good. you know, like uh gosh, you know, or as has been said before. So a little awkward, but you know, we're all imperfect, right? That's uh, fantastic. When did you think of doing that? That's that's a perfect cover up. Yeah, you know, something like yeah, I know. It's 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 sort of funny, but uh no, it's it's it, it happens. happens. It really does. And you know, the reality of our industry, I think at some point we're gonna talk about Matthew, so I want to make sure I expand on this thought is that the reality of our industry is that it's not necessarily saying something different than everybody else. It's how you convey that information. Like, uh, you know, you name some of the smartest people in fantasy football. We'll talk about Matthew Moore, Mike Clay, JJ Zacharyson, Evan Silva, and Adam Levitan. Like, you name, there are a million of them, right? Graham Barfield. I can go on. I can list 50 of them. And it's not that each one of them is saying something that's so different than the other person. Sometimes we all have similar thoughts, right? Like a lot of us in the fantasy industry are bullish on Gabe Davis this year, right? It's not that any of us are saying something dramatically different than the others. It's how you say it. And that to me is a big part of what we do is, you know, it's, it's how do you take all the information that you have? And I would say like, how do you present it on like a, like a bite-sized, piece of candy that someone can enjoy uh, and they'll come back and want another bite-sized piece of candy. The next day when the show is back on again.
0: Yeah. I think that's the the way that we're struggling with now is especially analytics have become a big part of fantasy football and those are very important. But if you just throw numbers at people, especially if you're talking about it, people are going to start tuning out because a lot of people aren't plugged in to that, the casual listener and finding a way to be able to say, Hey, these are important numbers. Here's why throw in like some humor, throw in something that makes people tuned into not just the fantasy advice, but to you. And like you said, being able to convey it in a way that's digestible. So it's a very tricky science, but people that like yourself and like Matthew, who we'll get into right now is a perfect transition here. uh, He's been doing it for so long for the last 15 years at ESPN. So I have no question. He's, the go to fantasy football, everybody. That's the first person who you think of when you hear fantasy football. What was the biggest thing you felt like you learned from him during your time working together?
1: Yeah, it's one. Th- I've said this before, so I don't know if people who are listening have already heard it, but I'll say it a million times is that we were just talking about how like we're all a lot of us share similar thoughts. And Matthew was is the best ever undisputed at even if he's saying something that's been said seven times before doing so with an energy a passion entertainment value that makes it must read listen watch you name it you know love hate came out on or comes out oh, I, I don't i don't know what the future of love hate is for matthew um and his next ventures but that came out on thursday There are people who have a column preview in the week ahead by like Tuesday morning. Love, hate was literally appointment. It's it's, it is, I'm going to continue to talk about it in the the present tense. It is literally appointment reading. It is to me uh, as entertaining and captivating of content as there is in fantasy football weekly. Matthew had this incredible energy and has this incredible energy and ability to share wisdom in a way that no one else can. And Fantasy football is really popular. No question about it. It would not be nearly as popular if not for Matthew's influence because he's dedicated his life to not just providing fantasy insight that's valuable to people like you and I, but to growing the industry immensely. He's been a trailblazer for a ton of people. Um, And it's not just people who want to be fantasy football writers or content producers. Matthew... Started his fantasy football career by writing blurbs on what was then known as Roto World and calling into ESPN LA radio. That's how he got on ESPN's radar. Someone heard him doing a segment with like 710 LA out in LA. I was tapping 710 ESPN radio out in LA. Like, think about all the people right now that are doing journalism on their own, people that have sub stacks or have their own personal websites, have subscription based websites. Like, Matthew paved the trail, paved the way for them too, because he didn't start with like a bunch of capital. He didn't have, you know, there wasn't fantasy football coverage at that time. He created it and he's a super inspiring person in a lot of ways. And um, yeah, I, I'm not, I not really in a spot to talk a lot about exactly what his future holds. I want Matthew to have the opportunity to share some of that information. Um, But to miss them like crazy, man. We already do. And, um, not to say that we're not, and I'll speak for the people that I work with closely. I'm we're all super excited for Matthew and, uh, that's not ever going to change, but you know, you don't just like have someone like that depart and just expect that continuing to do the same things over and over and over again, is going to just keep the train on the tracks. So it's now it's, it's a challenge for us to figure out how do we, produce really insightful content that's also entertaining, that also is up to the standard that Matthew set for us because uh, it was extremely high.
0: Yeah, I mean, we talked about just how everybody knows who he is, and especially with you guys working with him every day, losing somebody like that. I imagine it's like losing a brother because you worked closely together all the time. Yeah. So you get the, the the admire the fantasy part, but you also just the part off camera that us we don't get to see. I know, like, obviously... Uh he was at your wedding and you guys to spend plenty of time together off off air. So it's that aspect too, I'm sure it's very hard.
1: Well, we've been talking about it a lot is that we keep he keeps reminding me is you know, when we say goodbye, like we whenever we're together, we say goodbye, he's like, Field, we're not colleagues, but we're still friends. And <laughs> we don't live that far from each other. So uh it's not like Matthew's going to evaporate into the ether, and I'll never see him again. His wife is a friend of my wife's, and you know we love watching. He's got five kids, and his twin daughters are so cute, and love watching them grow. And he's been the same way with Kinley, you know, seeing how much she's changed over the uh, the first six months of her life. So, um, not the first time is you know everybody says, "Hey, you're, this is this is life, right? Like you're going to have people that come and go in your work world that are going to, and some will stay, and the ones that you are truly, uh, you know." Uh, you know, deeper than colleagues with that. that they're the ones that are going to be the most impactful in your life beyond, uh, beyond whatever date you stop working with them.
0: Well, you're still obviously working at ESPN and you're still doing tons of great stuff for the 06010. Mm-hmm. So I, I would not be, Time with you here to ask without asking a little bit of fantasy football.
1: Let's time, talk fantasy. So. We, hey, why not? We've, I don't even know <laughs> what time it is
0: 8 56 by my watch. It's great. We can talk as much or as little as you we want. Well, I'll keep it not too long because, again, I, I know your time is very valuable. I don't know. Hey, you got a pack. I'm I was
1: supposed to put you back to your job that your wife, I'm sure, who's is, is an incredibly patient and loving woman. But I've no, like, I know that pressure the night before you travel. Hell hath no fury like a significant other that is raging because you have not yet finished packing. You have an early morning flight somewhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's bad that I have another podcast tonight, too. So I'm trying to uh, pack and then. I'm just gonna bump it to like 10 o'clock or something. Okay. Well, um, okay I, oh geez. Am I she's field? No, I feel I will do I will do that podcast at like midnight because okay. this is this is my highlight of my day. Um okay, well, you're but, a good man for saying that. Um but I have to say it's craziest off season we've ever seen, arguably. You saw guys like Jalen Waddle, Elijah Moore, Kyle Pitts. We saw them emerge significant first year target shares. We bumped them up in fantasy only yeah. to see guys like Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill all these number one wide receivers getting traded um how are you approaching this year in general just with these guys that have been traded and moved around are you do you have any idea kind of how you're valuing them and, and what are your thoughts just kind of all overall with everything
1: yeah so i think we can address the three major wide receiver trades sort of in succession i think Devonte adams has the least like i think he's least vulnerable to lose value um You know, it's not like rapport is going to be an issue with Derek Carr. He's known him for, what, probably 10, 12 years now. They've played together for a long time. Um, And, and, like, Derek Carr is really good. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's really good. I'm not worried about Devontae Adams. Um, Is the target share maybe going to go down a little bit? Yeah, probably, right? I mean, he's got Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller next to him. But, like, I, I have him as wide receiver four going into the season that if he had been with Green Bay, I think the answer would be wide receiver two off the top of my head. I I can't imagine it's lower than that. Um, Cooper Cup probably would still have that number one crown. Tyreek Hill needs a bit more volatility and I'm going to pull up his game log just because hopefully I can do this and do so in a way that doesn't screw up the stream as well. But if you go back to last year, and I'm going to see if I can do this, see if I can do this artfully. Um, with playing with Patrick Mahomes, like just a reminder, just a reminder that like Tyreek Hill, as far as like consistency is concerned, is like a little bit like I'm not saying inconsistent, but last year had like an up and down. I mean, last year was an up and down year. If you go back to last season, I'm just pulling this up right now, uh, so I can do this. Like I can finally <laughs> do this. Like, okay, so starts out massive, 197 yards. Okay. Uh, in week one against the Browns. And then let me just read you his receiving yards over like the next, I don't even know how many games. 14 yards, 56 yards, 186 yards. Wow. All right, 63, 76, 49, 94, 37. So in those games, uh, later on in that year, there was a 22-yard game, a 19-yard mm-hmm. game, a 40-yard game. Like for a guy that... Is being, you know, was playing with Patrick Mahomes, like you're talking about as like a potential like top five wide receiver, you're not expecting like five or six games with 50 or fewer receiving yards, right? You're expecting you're expecting every game. Like I'm talking 75, 80 yards a game, right? Um, maybe one or two exceptions, but not many. So, and to a, you know, I think the the narrative's probably gone too far one way or the other, like. He's not perfect. He's also not terrible. Um, But I think the volatility there is like a little bit higher. So I have him as like wide receiver seven or eight right now. And then A.J. Brown, I kind of feel like it's sort of the same thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. he goes from the run heaviest offense in the league to the second run heaviest offense in the league, which is Philly, of course. Um, And I don't know, like, like Philly can adapt for sure. I don't really necessarily need to because they don't play in a great division. Um, and like Jalen Hurts is not, listen, we saw it in the playoff game. You're not designing game plans for Jalen Hurts to throw the football 42 times in a game. That's not the winning formula for Philly. So I think A.J. Brown is kind of like where he was last year. He's so darn good. And the Eagles are not loaded at wide receiver beyond A.J. Brown that if I'm Philly, I know Devonte Smith is awesome, but like you know, obviously there's been some 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 misses along the way evaluation wise. Like I'm sitting there thinking to myself, all right, AJ Brown should see 25 ish percent target share. Maybe Devonte Smith is 22 ish percent target share. Dallas Goddard he's a 18 to 20 percent target share, and a 25 percent target share for AJ Brown with his with his explosive play, explosive play ability. To me, that's like you know top like. 15 to 20 wide receiver. Wide receiver is so deep this year that like, it's hard to find room for everybody inside that top 15.
0: It is really tough. But like you said, there's a lot of promise here for these guys, even with the different situations. It's interesting with Philly because the passing game averaged nearly 30 attempts per game, which was the fourth lowest in the league last year and the fewest yeah. per game at home. So both those obviously are going to need to go up, especially if you want to assess Jalen hurts. And as far as like Tyreek Hill. I think this is, it's a very interesting scenario with him because Tua was 30th in deep ball attempts, only 2.2 per game, but he was also fourth in play-action completion percentage, which I'm sure they're going to try to do a lot more of this year. Uh, so, it's so a chicken I think,
1: versus egg thing, right? Like,
0: yeah. Do they do it so infrequently because they didn't have
1: the pieces to do it, or is it because Tua is not capable of throwing the ball down the field? So I think it would be really interesting to see how things shape up.
0: Yeah, I mean, both of these teams have so many great weapons around them, but it's the quarterbacks. It's like they're going to give them the keys this year to really flourish and see what they have. They're not going to be playing conservative. Both the Dolphins and the uh, Eagles both ran the ball a ton, and uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. I am curious, though. We're talking about these big-name guys, but I forgot what you called it last year. I thought it was Fields' favorites. You are correct. Yeah, Uh, very witty. Yeah. But I I love the alliteration. So I got to ask who are some fields favorites this year that you think could fit that description? The, uh, the guys you are find yourself drafting a ton of
1: yeah. When I saw you put that in the note, I thought to myself, oh yeah, I did that last year. I forgot about that. (laughs) Um, I need to like, I need to work some things up this year. And the reality is that a lot of those came together when we were doing what we call our double trouble, which is Mm -hmm. when we preview two teams per show. And I was thinking to myself, like, how come I haven't had one hit me yet? And the truth is I haven't had one hit me yet. And so do I have players that I love? Yes. But some of them, it was like, they spoke to me now, listen, they weren't all hits. I'm here to tell you, they were not all (laughs) hits. Um, They, You know, I think I had a,
0: I think Ceedee Lamb them. was the one I re- only one I CD remember. Lamb
1: was like the was the the cover of it, right? He had a good yeah. year last. Year. It wasn't spectacular, but it was really good. Um, I definitely had Johnny Smith on there. Like, there's one that I wish I had back, even though I think it's gonna be like I think even better this year. Not maybe just just not, you know, like in, in, in fantasy you got to be like a top eight tight end to really matter. Um, but I had a handful on there that uh, I wish I could take back so maybe that that column will get retired after just one year no i'm gonna come to them so because i was like i was like i need to come with a few and then i was like i just don't know that i'm there yet like i think it's i think they're gonna speak to me so there's certainly players that i like and you know the concept of the column was like not like based off adp but it also was not Hey, yeah like it's got to be like I wasn't gonna name Derrick Henry and 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 you know whatever going into last year Devonte Adams or Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes right the idea was mm-hmm. guys who weren't exactly sleepers and I actually don't know that sleepers are really a thing anymore in our industry uh, yeah. but based off cost um, I'm sorry but like factoring a little bit of cost and I was just like skill set I was in on
0: yeah, and I totally get that. And like you said, sleepers, everybody's so plugged in now that everybody's looking, doing best ball drafts and, and yeah, taking guys out. I
1: got one pick left, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I got people picking up like the the Saints seventh string wide receiver. And they're like, <laughs> I love this guy. I'm like, how, how am I supposed to give you a sleeper if the Saints seventh string wide receiver is taking <laughs> Scott Fishbowl, right?
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, everybody again is like looking at depth charts, looking at usage rates last year and, and and trying to piece stuff together. So I totally get that. I I will say though, if you guys run out of topics, I know you guys do your double trouble, but you know, you should do a field's favorites episode. It's going to come together. No doubt. I have
1: a feeling that like (laughs) over these next couple of weeks, as we get closer to this, the return of our show on a daily basis, um, we're going to be like, you are going to speak to me. And Um, we always come into the season talking about like all the things that we want to do. Sometimes we get most of them done.
0: Sometimes we don't, but it's on the list. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, we were talking with field Yates insider podcast host just does so much of everything field. I just want to get you out of here with just some fun triple play rapid fire. So questions, just the first answer that comes to your mind. Okay. Answer. All right. Your game. Yep. Okay. First question. What goes first? The cereal or the milk? Cereal, unquestionably. <laughs> all right. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Okay. That's fair. Between two slices of bread, right?
1: You're making me rethink this, but no.
0: <laughs> okay. Fair. All right. Uh, you have to fight Mike Tyson once or you have to talk like him the rest of your life? Talk like him the rest of my life because I'm not sure I'd be alive if I fought him. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, all right. Be half your height or double your weight double my weight. I turn into muscle mass. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Listen to one song the rest of your life or never be allowed to listen to the same song twice. Ooh, I think never be allowed to listen to the same song twice. Cause there's so much good music out there. That's, yeah, that's a good one. I think that I'm with you on that. Um, teach a water aerobics class to teenagers or hip hop class to the elderly.
1: Water aerobics to teenagers.
0: All right. Um, that was a little weird one. Um, uh, 10 years older from the neck up or the neck down? Ooh, probably from the neck up. If
1: people say I need to look a little bit older, I look pretty young. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. I, 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 I you, I'm 35, but I feel good. So physically I feel, I don't know. I'm not sure if you're, how you're supposed to feel at 35, but uh,
0: I feel pretty good. So I'll take 10 years up, 10 it's, years from the neck up. It's always a good thing. I think when you look a lot younger than you are, yeah, is it? Um, I agree. Wear an eye patch or a cape next NFL live. Ooh, I think a
1: cape. You could make that, I guess you can make an eyepatch. Cool, but
0: a cape, yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. Give me your favorite cereal and breakfast beer combo.
1: Ooh, okay, good question there. All right, so I um, think about beer is that what I like about it is that you can sort of rotate through, like you can drink any kind of like I can, there are certain beers I have for like, uh, they're kind of part of my rotation for a two or three month period, but I have been calling this summer, the summer of Grippa, which is a beer from Tiscobury brewery on Nantucket, my favorite place in the world. It's a grapefruit IPA, but it's extremely like does not taste like an IPA does not taste super grapefruit forward, but it is absolutely fantastic. It's delightful. It's 5.5 ABV. So it's not super overwhelming, Goes great any time of the day, including during breakfast. And I think if I'm like pairing my cereal with beer, generally speaking, I, I just go Cheerios because they're bland enough that like you're not distorting the flavor that much. Um, I would say my favorite cereal, though, honestly, it's probably like a this like I think I think Lucky Charms is like a pretty like hard to debate against great cereal. I think Golden Grams are outstanding as well. I don't have them as much as I'd like to, but um, Golden Grams are awesome. Golden Grams are up there with some beer. Totally works. What's the name of the beer again? I want to write the name down. Gripa, G R I P A H,
0: Gripa, which is you know where I'm from, Gripa. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Have you all right? So, where's Captain Crunch rank on your list? Um.
1: Definitely up there. It's a really, really, really good cereal. It's got the right like. I like crunchy cereal. A good amount.
0: Like I, I, I can't hate. So, is that number? Is that your number one? My number one is actually. Do you ever? Do you remember like Frankenberry, like, yeah, booberry count chocolate? Those ser- those are my favorite. Okay. Um, yeah. But the ones like you find year round, it's it's probably. Captain Crunch is third. And then there's one field you have to try. Okay. It's only around on Christmas. It's called Sugar Cookie Toast Crunch. Ooh,
1: Ooh that sounds delicious.
0: It, it tastes like sugar cookies with milk. It's so good. Uh, it's like tasty. the Cinnamon Toast Crunch brand stuff. But they, uh, they have that come out every December. So we're smashing that. Oh, yeah. That, that, that. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Okay. That's, that's the biggest smash. I pay, attention. I pay attention. I don't always try them out myself, but I pay attention. Hello. Well, having you on has been a smash, Phil. Phil thank go. you so much. Uh, again, I, I really can't tell you much. I appreciate your time and everything that you do. And um, just thank you again for joining the show. And, and please plug anything you want the audience to check out, whether the podcast or what you're doing, anything.
1: The 33rd team. I want them to keep reading your stuff up on the <laughs> 33rd team, is what I want in Triple Pay Fantasy. You know how much I respect you and admire you. And I always say to anybody who is, a teacher and a fitness enthusiast, I truly believe this. Like it means you have a dedication, right? You, you it's no, no good to take half measures when it comes to fitness and uh, being a teacher. It's, you know, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate what teachers do. And um, I'm not sure that I appreciated them enough when I was going through school myself um, as I get older and hopefully have a bit more perspective on life, I do appreciate how much they do. So I love watching your your growth and, and seeing all of your work in the various places that it's at now, right now. And I feel pretty confident that uh, I'm trying to think who is like, you're the Javante Williams, a fantasy <laughs> football content creator, right? We're all excited oh, for a breakout year. Breakout
0: year coming Field, man, you're gonna make me blush on camera. Oh goodness. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's,
1: you know, just go, I don't know, go run a lap outside. Well, I guess it's too hot. I will go outside and run around a little bit to cool you down, but and I'm sure it's a million degrees down there too.
0: It's hot, but um so is this podcast with you on here, man. You've I been you've that. been so awesome. And everybody, please make sure you follow field. Make sure you check out the 06010 podcast, the best one out there right now. And just everything he's doing. It's it's honestly just fantastic. And thank you guys for tuning in every single episode, like you always do. Make sure you like the video, smash the subscribe button if you have not already. And we appreciate every single week. Anything you guys would like to see, let us know down in the comments below. And with that, we will see you guys in the next one. So with like just like this, just like that, wham bam, baby. We gone.